gamers and welcome to Game Warp. I'm your host, Edward, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Miss Kimlo. Hello. Tonight we are looking at Spiritfarer from 2020. For some reason I say it before 2000, but it's not, it's 2020. <laughs> um, so yes, we're looking at Spiritfarer from 2020, a unique management sim with some, a few bit elements of uh, light platforming in there. As uh, you are the new ferryman of the dead, uh, you take on the role of Stella, accompanied by a pet cat, Daffodil, who takes over from Sharon as the new spirit fairy, uh, fairy master who must sail the seas to find the spirits and grant the last wishes to finally take them to the Everdor, a gateway to the afterlife. Along the way, find adapting your ship to meet the needs of your spirit passengers who also make up your uh, crew as you embark on this very light-hearted and relaxing journey to say the least uh but opening thoughts on this one kim because i mean this one's from thunder lotus games i think it's the the only game that they put out but it's um a game that's been slowly gathering something of a cult following since its release uh last year so well, I mean, Thunder Lotus Games, um, they it isn't their only game. I mean, it's their third game. Um, but their first two games was very, very different <laughs> from this one. Yeah. It was uh, pretty much action, I guess. Like, very action. I think maybe a bit Metroidvania or so, of sorts, I think. It's uh, Jotun okay. and I think Sundered. I think those are the names. I can't remember. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. But, I mean, Spiritfarer, I think, from the... Right away, you know that it's kind of like a fun little game. The music's pretty cute, and then the whole idea of it is is you know it's it's considered a cozy management sim, which which definitely <laughs> works because it, it is very relaxing because you just really sail the seas wherever you want to go, and um, you have different quests that you can do, and I think it's really it's really nice because you get so much flexibility on the on the tasks or the quests that you want to pursue. And then there's also, you know, a lot of other side quests if you want to pursue them. But at the same time, you can also just kind of uh, just collect the resources as you need to do the quests. And um, obviously with games like this, there's always kind of intervals of grinding <laughs> where you need to kind of just figure out where everything is to retrieve those resources in order to progress the story. Um, but I think it's pretty fun. I mean, you can like, there, there's so many little things to do that it, it, it's never very boring. And plus it, it has that kind of like everyday routineness where you have to keep up with your garden and keep up with, you know, feeding everybody and making them happy and, um, while still discovering things. Right. So, uh, there, there's a lot, there's, you know, there's a lot to discover in this one. While it is a management sim, this is hardly the most stressful management sim you're going to play. I mean, the elements are all certainly there in the fact, as you said, you've got to keep all your spirits happy. Uh, otherwise, they won't assist you in any way and just basically sulk around on the ship if they get unhappy. And there's a number of ways you can make them happy. You can um, complete quests for them. You can give them hugs. You can also um, find food. Which uh, food they have, and all the spirits have different food preferences. And when you each spirit you discover takes on a form of a different humanoid animal, um, so you have like a a frog and a deer and a snake, and they've all got these real charming sort of characteristics. And at the same time, we've got their own sets of demands. Like 
the deer will only eat fruit and uh, the frog will just wants to eat like seafood and the snake just wants to eat sweet things so you have um, these challenges of uh, remembering what everybody likes to have and at the same time being able to produce these uh, these things so you can grow things in your garden you can um, and as you go you can add different resources onto your boat and everything is sort of slots together in this wonderful shanty town style so there's none of this uh, that oh you can't put this here because it's the wrong shape it's no you can put things any old way you want and it just builds these spindly legs uh, onto the bottom of uh, the buildings as you sort of stack up uh, these buildings on board your uh, your pirate ship which is as you go over the course of the game you can uh, buy bigger ships and uh, add different rooms and resources as uh, to meet the demands of your journey and it's just a, a really sort of relaxing time you go island hopping and you find resources but as uh, you say Kim you can just do it any sort of order you want um, but how did you find like the the resource management in this, this game because obviously it's not exactly uh, tough to find resources but there is obviously times where you've got to sort of travel around the map a bit to get certain things yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's that's the part that sometimes is a little bit crazy because when especially when you get new resources, you know, some of these resources have some funky names and <laughs> you don't really know where to get them. <laughs> and then certain resources is also triggered by um, getting a certain spirit to be on the boat or whatever. And um, I think that that's the main challenge, right, is at a certain point you get stuck and then you're kind of like, oh, well, what do I do now? And for me, a lot of times it's just looking at what I have and then be like, okay, well, I fulfill this. I'm going to build that or um, expand this or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm not, like, super good at resource management, so it's... But I think that this game is pretty good in the sense that nothing really weighs on how quickly you do everything or... <laughs> or how slowly you do things it really is just it just lets it go it's like it, it lets you go the pace that you want to achieve whatever you want to do yeah definitely so and the fact that the boat pretty much drives itself you say oh boat go to this direct go to this place and then it just drives itself which is really yeah great especially because you got and it stops when you jump off the boat so yeah, that's also a big help. Um, and the fact that you've got so much to do on the boat, like your daily task only seems to, to grow more. Like you've got to go and water your plants and you've got to harvest your plants. You've got to play with the loom or you've got to go to the sawmill and you've got to cook meals and stuff. And while some of these things can obviously be timed, other sort of like very simple sort of rhythm games. Yeah. Uh, where you have to sort of like hold down the uh, the button and to hit a mark and then it yeah. produces the items and yeah, it's um yeah it's I mean occasionally they break it up like you go for a storm and you can have uh you can collect gleams which are essentially like lightning bolts uh, yeah. by running around around the ship while your frog plays the pan pipes which I'm sure is real helpful in this situation. <laughs> But so I found that because 
the more you get into the game and the more that grind sort of increases, I found myself kind of playing it less. Mm-hmm. Like before, I would play like like two two to three hour blocks of this, and then you get further into the game, and it's sort of like, oh, I've got about five or six jobs each day to do. Like I've got to go and water, and I've got to cook, and all the rest of this, which I found kind of detracted from from the game, even though it's obviously fun to add these new elements onto the ship. Yeah. Um, the fact that there's so many of them are just like the daily tasks. Um, yeah. Sort of, I found myself reducing my gameplay just because of like the amount of grinding I'm having to do each day just to keep the resources topped up. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe because it's my inexperience with these games that I feel like whenever there is a grind, any type of sim game like this has that sort of grind. Mm. I mean, for sure. Like, I had the same feeling and I would take a break usually um or i'd be like trying to find somewhere to go where i could kind of explore a little bit more like somewhere that i haven't been to or something or or kind of strategize what i can do um next or to to kind of progress a little bit more um but i don't know i mean when when the story's going it's going pretty good um i mean when when you think about the different spirits and the quests that we do for them as you do more quests for them and they're more happy they kind of share a lot more of their story so i think that's also a plus in the sense that you know when when they're sharing their stories with you each of them have a different uh have i guess it's fairly different types of stories and different takeaways from all of them when you start sending these spirits off through the Everdor and you start discovering who they were in your life as you slowly sort mm-hmm. of piece together who's Stella is. And there's a giant owl that um, shows up called Hades mm-hmm. um, who shows you, you know, images of your own past life. Yeah. And I think it's for such a charming looking game it's got such a real sort of emotional edge to it. Um, which is really kind of kind of nice to nice to see, um, but at the same time, it never sort of like lets it get bogged down. This isn't like um, Sea of the, Solitude. Yeah, it's not like Sea of Solitude where you you're punishing yourself every five minutes for whatever thing that you did or these sort of like passings. This is more just uh, it. In many ways, it's sort of like the jo- the role you had in your previous life. You're now continuing it in the afterlife. Um, although I have to say, this afterlife is very sunshiny and happy. <laughs> the go, the ghosts, the spirits that you encounter are all sort of like um, it's like being in the spirit village in Spirited Away. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, some of the stories once they, um, once they kind of build, I think one of them specifically is a bit like from from what I remember, one of the spirits was Alice, which was a little bit more sad because it was kind of like as she as you progressed her story, you can see her character going into some kind of Alzheimer's or dementia or something. And it was I think that story was probably the most heart wrenching because you had no choice because she couldn't walk anymore and then Yeah. And then it was just you saw her degenerating. And I think that, that was one of probably one of the saddest spirits that you had to send off because it was just like you had to carry you kinda had to you had no choice. It was like, okay, well, the other the other spirits are like, I think it's time to take her to the Everdor now type of thing. It wasn't even like her choice, because a lot of people are like, Oh, it's her you know, it's their choice. They're like, Okay, well everything in my life is resolved now. 
Um, I think it's time that I go to the Everdor. And, and it's really funny thinking about it is that most of these spirits that you encounter when they're ready to be, uh, like before, right before the stage before they're ready to go to the afterlife is when they, they head off the boat and then vanish. And it's just like, I didn't land anywhere. Where did you fly to suddenly? You know, <laughs> it just takes some real sort of leaps. But then again, this is a game, sort of game where you can soar down a tree with your cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that is kind of charming. The fact that you have these uh, orbs that you can basically turn into anything you need them to be, yeah. be it like a paddle or a saw. Yeah. And the fact everything's shot in this wonderful sort of like 2D cartoon style. Mm. Um, it's just so charming. So yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, I'm, me and my cat are going to go and saw down a tree. <laughs> and I like the fact that the cat, when he goes in water, just like has this bowl that it stands on. I know, that's so cute. And I just wonder how it would be, because if you played it in co-op, someone would be playing Daffodil. And then I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, what would you be doing? Like, is it because you have this that you can do anything? Like, is there going to be like a watering can that levitates out of the air type of thing? <laughs> it's exactly like if you were playing Stella, it just help you accomplish more tasks quicker. I think that I would have appreciated the second hand. I think so too. I think that that's the thing is I think the game is essentially meant for it to be a co-op game because then all these tasks would be very much, you know, able to be completed um, within a certain time frame because sometimes I'm like, the clock is going and I think at one point I felt like I had to give up some of my tasks because there was one time that I was doing all of these things around and trying to get resources and jumping around and watering and planting. And then it was like the night passed and then it was like the daytime already. And then I was like, but I didn't even go to sleep. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fact that the boat stops as soon as it gets dark as well is a bit annoying. It's all like, it's all like nope, time to go to bed. Yeah. And so, like, I'm a spirit ferryman, yet I'm still told to go to bed by it going dark. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, while most of the game is, is really kind of charming and, and very sort of affecting, I did find there are moments, like, when you go on some of the islands, that some of these spirits don't have the most exciting things to add to the game. And certainly when it comes to finding this, the right spirits can be a real sort of a pain because you've got to go and talk to every single spirit on the island. Mm. And normally they're hidden away somewhere, like on the other end of the island. So um, it can be a bit of a pain. <laughs> that can. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, there is a little bit, like as you get more skills and abilities, like jumping and sublining and all that stuff, you can get to other areas and then... Um... You know, I think that that kind of adds a little bit more to, you know, being able to find more resources and seeing other people. So, uh, you know, the the, pros and cons, obviously. I think overall the game is pretty, pretty fun. Mm. Um, I mean, how did you find the backtracking aspects of it, really? Because, as you said already, I mean, there's certain areas you can't access straight away. So you've got to sort of backtrack and... and, um, and uh, try and try and reapproach re- them. Oh, I'm telling you, the the biggest thing that I had, I think, was was being the idiot that I am with the resource like management games and such. I I didn't realize that I needed to update the boat to be able to break through some of the ice and rocks and stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's a couple of moments where it's sort of like, oh, where am I supposed to go now? And you think, oh well, I've 
there's that grey bit past the ice. It's like, nope, can't do that yet. <laughs> and then you'd be like some random conversation you have with like one of your spirits, and then there's something like, oh yeah, I, I remember we're supposed to go to this island, and it's like, you yeah, you have to go to Albert the, you know, Albert's shipyard to to upgrade your boat or something, and then you have to go. Albert to the... is my favorite character in this whole game. <laughs> I love Albert so much. No, at um, a certain at a certain point, Albert started like recycling his jokes, and I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I keep here. I keep getting that Roberto one. It was uh... okay. <laughs> no, it, it was really. It was. It, it's pretty cool. I think it's just that. I think it's really nice that when you talk about upgrading your boat on your quest page, it all shows up. So you have like three tabs. One is like the ones that are pertaining to your spirits. Um, the other one is how to upgrade, like what you need to upgrade your boat. So you don't have to always go back and look at it. You already have everything there. And then, you yeah. know, you also have one which is like, you know, side quests or whatever quests that you have. And those are kind of like extras if you really want to do them. And I think it's really nice that they have that because, I mean, I would have cried. At one point I had so much, so many things and different people had asked me to do different things. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Which do I do first? Oh, my goodness. My brain... Mm. How long did you spend, like, when it came to, like, building things on your ship? Did you, like, just throw anything any old way? Because, I mean, the game pretty much allows you just to f throw things any old out. I don't Although know. it's really annoying, the fact you encounter rain, yet you still have to water your plants. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I, I even, like, created spaces so that, like, they wouldn't have anything above them so that uh, yeah, yeah, they could I... get rain. Yeah, my garden and all my orchards and stuff are at the top, top, top. So it yeah. would always have, like, this big gap in the middle once you expanded it too much. Um, I, but... didn't, I didn't put them, like, right at the top, like, just to create that big gap. Because I, I hated, like, having the huge gaps. So I'd, like, move you'd have stuff to, around. Because yeah. you'd have to. But, but it I really was... helped when you were able to do that, like, air duct thing. So I have, like, these air ducts and this uh, bouncy umbrella so on either oh. side. So I would be able to propel myself upwards after I got those abilities. So that really helped. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean. No, but I mean, like, I, I spent some time. I mean, every time I got something new, I have this, I don't know if it's some OCD or something, but I like things, like, boxy and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because I used to do packaging. So I'm really, like, into that kind of, like, being able to utilize every single space that I can type of thing as much as I can. So I would always, like, every time I would have a new building, I would place them anywhere, and then and then I would go back to the edit, and then I'd start moving everything around, <laughs> which, was, which wasn't really good, because when you needed to find where your stuff was and you moved it, you'd be like, oh my god, where did I put it again? And you'd have to jump up different floors and platform up everything in order to see where it was again. It is annoying. Most like when your spirits start demanding their own houses. Mm. And it's like, I'm not doing anything until I get my own house. It's like... Great, we'll just drop everything just to satisfy you. It's like, yeah, the guest guest house is not enough for me. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not enough for you? The guest house is only you. Everybody else has their own own place already. <laughs> You're living there by yourself. What is not enough about it? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like they do anything interesting with their houses once you get them for them either. <laughs> they're, they're just as bare as when you put them in, but... Yeah, and then it's just like, I think it's funniest part is when you pick up the the mysterious, uh, I think, I, was that? Yeah, I don't know, I fished up some mysterious seed or something, or or whatever. And then I ended up having a mush, a, a, a toadstool called Stanley. And then he would just like, 
bunk in my in in like my room until <laughs> until eventually like I I don't remember what I did in order for him to leave. And then he decided that he was gonna like take over the guest house to be his own. And then he would like nail right. up all the windows. And then I was like, "What? Now I gotta build another guest house." Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um. Yeah, but um, I I certainly enjoyed this one. I really got a real kick out of uh out of this one and it's and its charms the fact that you can play it on switch and it's on stadia so it's really great to to play mobile mm. uh if you can't uh, can't sit down and play it on your console but yeah i it's um it's such a charming little game um and it's a good one to sort of break up like your main games uh by having something like very chilled and relaxed yeah. especially in these you know these interesting times it's sometimes good to have have something i think i don't know maybe if i played this like more during like lockdown i would have been like super chilled all the time <laughs> you're like because i'm not going anywhere so it's like hell yeah we're just we're going to cruise around we're going from the go island hopping yeah it's like a um, little trip that you can't <laughs> that you can't have in reality so we're going exactly these, like, fun little but, boat rides here yeah but instead, I was there playing Death Stranding and Animal Crossing instead. <laughs> well, which is um, not another, which is, you know, not, not too bad, considering, you know, Animal Crossing no, animal... is kind of comparable, I would say, to this one, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely so. I, I, however, unlike Animal Crossing, you don't think, oh, I'm really good at this game. And then you go online and see, like, some of the things that people, other people have been doing with it. And it's all like, at least this game's pretty balanced on what you're going to achieve with your boat. Right. Yeah, nobody, nobody's doing anything super fancy with this game, that's for sure. But, but um, yeah, there is kind of got some updates coming out at the moment, which add new sprites to the game. But outside of that, I mean, it's a pretty complete game as it is. I mean, the experience is yeah. very sort of self-contained. It tells a, an interesting story that it uh, needs to. And I think we constantly see this with the indie games, where they're just, like, telling these really interesting stories about loss and guilt and uh emotional problems so yeah i mean definitely spirit fairer you know there the, it, it uses this very relaxing type of environment but it essentially it is talking about a lot of these you know about letting go and death and these stories that you know like kind of um unfulfilled i don't know desires or wishes or whatever yeah um, so I think I think it's pretty. I, I think you know for what it's trying to do, it's it's pretty lighthearted, but still still has decent meaning to it. Like it's easy to grasp the meaning as well. It's not like oh some between the line stuff. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's um, at least it's a little clearer <laughs> on this one. But um, no, I I certainly enjoyed it. So. I'd be interested to see how they follow this one up. Yeah, for sure. So, but um, as it stands, so this is uh, definitely one one worth checking out. So, absolutely. Cool. Anything else you want to? No. Go. So that brings us to the end of tonight's episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to my co-host Kim. If you want to check out all our other reviews and our archive episodes, you can do at Game Warp Blog. WordPress.com. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, and uh, we are on Instagram as well. And uh, hit the like and subscribe button. Let us know what you think of the the uh, show and uh, what games you think we should be checking out. So, but um, yeah, until next time. Thank you for listening, and we will be back very soon with another game selection. But until then, good night.